Welcome to The Magic of Music, a podcast about why music is so important to us, and I am your host, Matt Speaker. This is miscellany number 10. I want to talk about the Rubens tube today. This is going to be about physics of music again, and we're going to specifically talk about standing waves, nodes, antinodes, and resonance, and we're going to talk about it through this really amazing device called the Rubens Tube. In miscellany number six, I talked about the harmonic series and vibrations, and so this is going to be complementary to that particular talk or miscellany, and if you would like, you can go back and take a listen to that. Actually, I'd encourage you, if you're starting these podcasts now, go back and listen to number one, because what that will do is give you the heart of why I'm wanting to do this. And I am still on track of having one a week. Um, Actually, ahead of myself a little bit. This is number 10. This is the 10th one I've done, which is exciting for me and kind of a small mile marker uh, that I've been keeping this up. And so I hope that you're enjoying them as well. And you can always let me know that you are enjoying them by sending me an email at themagicofmusicms at gmail.com. And I'd be happy to talk to you about anything that's been discussed in any of these miscellanies. All right. The Rubens Tube. This was created by a gentleman, uh, the name of Heinrich Rubin. He was a German physicist in 1905. And this is so, makes sense why we call these the Rubens Tube. But uh, some people like to call them as a flaming tube. And I'll get to that uh, because that's right. We're going to talk about flames, real flames, dangerous kind of stuff here with music. So the tube is just a simple metal tube. It's about three or four inches in diameter. I've seen them anywhere from six feet to 10 feet long. And so the length changes quite a bit. On one end of the tube, it is blocked with something solid, usually like wood or something like that. On the other end of the tube, it's blocked off, but it has a rubber membrane on it as well. And then finally, on top of this tube are little holes drilled into it and uh, it's perforated. Okay, so if you can kind of envision that. What happens is when you tap the rubber membrane, it creates a vibration and this vibration travels down this tube. It reflects off of the blocked end and that vibration travels back to the rubber membrane. Uh, A string will do this as well. It looks like a slinky. If you know what those, those uh, old toys slinkies are, I grew up with those, so that's how old they are. It looks like one of those. When you, when you uh, move it on one end, you can see the movement of the string all the way down to where it's fixed, and then it comes back. There's a great video of a guitar string being plugged in ultra, super slow motion, and I'll, I'll post that in the show notes. You can you actually see the travel of that vibration through the string. Well, if you strike the rubber membrane of this Rubens tube several times, what happens is you've created the one sound wave that goes down and bounces off of the end and it comes back. But if you create some other vibrations, they clash. So as the one's traveling, uh, the other one's coming back and then they crash. Well, what happens is, is these, this crashing kind of, of the vibrations creates something called a standing wave. You've probably actually seen standing waves on like computer audio programs. You know, it has these peaks and valleys and and looks like the the wave kind of thing. Well, if you strike that rubber membrane at exact time of that returning vibration, what happens is you create a stronger vibration as it travels back. 
what's interesting is this is a stronger sound, a stronger vibration, meaning that the amplitude or the volume of this becomes stronger. And I'm going to talk more about that in a little bit, but kind of a cool thing that if you're able to do that, well, the most accurate way of tapping that membrane exactly at the time is to use a sound generator. So this sound generator will do several vibrations per second. And we measure these in Hertz. So it's the number of times a vibration happens within a second. And so if there were 440 vibrations per second, we perceive that as an A. You might have heard people say my, the A that we're going to use is at 440 or 440. That's what it means. It's, it's clicking 440 times per second. And there are different places that use different A's. The, what we perceive as an A has actually changed. Uh, we believe that way back like in, in the Baroque era, it was quite a bit flatter than that. In around the 330 mark, something like that. And uh, if you go to Europe and you teach, they like 442, 443, maybe even a little higher than that. So, so you can actually mess with that a little bit, but we perceive that as an A. That's the whole point of a Hertz. Now, if the length of this tube is pitched to an A, then the amplitude increases. This is a little bit like blowing over a open bottle. When you blow at the right speed or the right amount of air, the bottle will whistle. And then you can actually change the amount of air and you can actually hear different pitches. This is the same thing that's kind of happening. And what's going on is creating sound waves. Uh, those standing sound waves. And the top of those waves, we call those nodes, and the bottom of those waves, we call those antinodes. And so a standing wave gets its name because it appears to be at a complete standstill. It looks like it's, it's not traveling at all, unlike that guitar string when it gets plucked. And you can actually see the travel of it. But that's not what's happening at all. There's, there's lots of sound traveling. It's just that it creates these uh, peaks and valleys, and it looks like it's just standing there. Now, what is interesting about the Rubens tube is that you can hear the increase of this amplitude. So when I said is, is when you uh, hit the right pitches that the tube will uh, resonate at, you can actually hear it change. It gets louder. What's interesting about this with kids is you need to tell them, listen, when you play a chord in tune, actually be in tune, your sound will be louder. Your amplitude will increase. We sometimes describe this as the richness of sound. When I play my violin in tune, I can actually feel it be different. It feels different because it's resonating stronger. I'd imagine other instruments are this way as well, especially brass. You know, they have the length of tube. And then when you hit those pitches, length of tube, it resonates and you can actually feel it within the instrument. This is magical. This is special. This is the importance of just being spot on. I, I would guess choirs would be the same way, right? When you sit within that chord and you're perfectly, perfectly in tune, it is incredible sound. It's fun to listen to that. But now the physics lesson becomes really fun. With this Reuben tube, what you'll see, there's tons of examples on the internet, and I'll, talk, I'll, I'll share these with you, but people will fill this with gas. That's right, gas, and then they light it because I told you that the top is perforated. And so when you, when you light that, you see flames coming out of the, the perforation. It looks like a gas grill. You've seen a gas grill before. And so they're all exactly the same length. 
But when the sound generator is turned on, voila, you can actually see, physically see, these standing waves. It's really amazing. The nodes are created from high air pressure. And the anti-nodes are, are created because there's low air pressure. So you will see, you can actually see the peaks and the valleys. It's not something that a computer picks up and creates an image for you. It's something that the gas is created through air pressure in within this Rubens tube. So I'm going to post in the show notes several things. Uh, one is a great video that talks about Hertz specifically. It has one of these Rubens tubes, so it gets it going, and then talk specifically about the Hertz and how it changes. You know, when we hear A440, we perceive an A, but when that's doubled, 880, we perceive the octave above that and 220, the octave below that. And this gentleman does this with this Rubens tube, and you can actually see the the, the nodes uh, increase and decrease uh, with the specific pitches in mind. It's pretty neat. Another one describes a standing wave using a slinky. This is a professor, and uh, he has a slinky. He's got one of his students on one end just simply holding it, and he's got this, this very long slinky. And uh, just simply by moving it, he's, he's showing these different kinds of waves. What's fun about this one is that when you have a string and halfway point is a node, and when you touch that, uh, you can do this with harmonics on a string. When you touch that, it, it rings the octave up. But also, you can get it into thirds. It's not always doubled. This is the physics of it. Sometimes it's in thirds as well. In strings, we do this also. So when we touch a string... A third of the way up, there's a node there. But what it does is it rings an octave and a fifth. Kind of fun. So cellos and basses will tune on harmonics. And that's what they're doing. They're touching these spots, harmonics, nodes. It's all the same thing. So like a string bass will tune an A, but they start on their D string in an orchestra setting. So they're actually touching the third, which gives them the octave in the fifth. But then they take their first finger and they reach down a string and then they touch a quarter, which gives the same A. And then they can do that on the different strings. And so it's, it's just fascinating. And he shows these standing waves with a slinky and then divided in twos and divided in threes. Uh, Steve Mole describes the Rubens tube and highlights this concept of resonance or amplitude. So if you want to see a really good explanation of what this thing is and uh, physically see this on the internet, that's a fantastic one. He's coming at it from the idea of resonance. And I'm not sure it's explained super well about how that works, but uh, you, you can actually see a really good example of a Rubens tube. And I think uh, kids will, will get it in the sense of, of amplitude. Like, oh, yeah, if I'm in tune, if we're in tune as an ensemble, we're going to be louder. That's the idea of that. And finally, there are several videos out there where they take the Rubens tube and they play different kinds of music that goes along with it. So the one I'm going to show is it's really fun. It, it has everything from Journey to Beethoven's Fur Elise. And you can, you can see the standing waves and how they change as the, as the music is piped in through the, uh, through the tube. All of this discussion today describes the physics of sound, which is amazing and, yes, it is magical. Spend some time on this with your class today. Help them to see the importance of being in tune. Help them to learn to hear the importance of being in tune. It is a remarkable thing to be a part of. 
If you'd like, go to my Facebook page, The Magic of Music, and I'm interested in memes. Post memes there, uh, musical memes. It'd be a fun collection spot for those of you that enjoy reposting various uh, memes that have to do with magic. Not magic, have to do with music, which is magical, actually, by the way. And uh, also, I would love to chat with you. So you can write me at themagicofmusicms at gmail.com. Have a great day.